0: Show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. And I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. Check out JasonQualls, CFP.com for all about what I do, how I do it, what makes my financial planning practice so unique. Again, Jason Qualls, CFP.com. If you want to jump in, be a part of the show. Click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. Uh first up today, let's talk about since this is financial literacy month. Let's talk about some financial literacy. How do you feel about your financial understanding? I think the vast majority of American citizens, their 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 knowledge is is not what it should be. And then I think uh, another large percentage of people who kind of keep up with the investing game, cryptocurrency, and and things like that. I think they uh, over-inflate their true financial knowledge. There are some basic financial principles we have to follow. There are some basic financial planning and investment strategies that will work for most people. And there are some very complex things that I think most, if not all, have to stay away from. This is from Kiblinger, must, three money must, every one of us needs to know. And it's your basic stuff. We've got to manage your debt. you got to get out of consumer debt, right? You can't be living paycheck to paycheck because you have $20,000 credit card. You have $50,000 auto car loan and a boat loan and motorcycle loan and, and, and personal lines of credit. I mean, your monthly outflow is basically greater than your inflow because of your debt so how do you get out of it well there's tons of methods you know there's the snowball there's some people call them the avalanche method uh, where you pay off smallest the largest that kind of thing it's not rocket science i don't think i think anything you're doing from a basic standpoint is you don't want to overcomplicate it some people say well what about paying the high interest rate debt first well that'll work if that motivates you and that's the process you want to take and you wanna rank your debts from highest interest rate to lowest and tackle the highest interest rate debt first, fine. If you wanna rank rank your debts by the balance size and don't care about interest rates and that motivates you to get started, then great. There's pros and cons to every method. If you wanna look at balance plus interest rate, uh, the way I typically do it is I look at outflow, cash outflow. Let me give you an extreme example. Let's say you have an $8,000 debt and the monthly payment is 200 bucks and you have a ten thousand dollar debt and your monthly payment is 50 bucks crazy example i know um i may have reversed that up but the point is that it doesn't really matter about the size of the debt we'll we'll go back to the original eight thousand dollar debt two hundred dollar a month payment ten thousand dollar debt six hundred dollar a month payment that more in line what i was trying to say so the the total amount eight thousand and ten thousand not a huge difference there you know the snowball method would say let's pay off the smallest first but once you pay off the smallest you're only going to uh, see your cash outflow increase by 200 but if you were to pay off the ten thousand dollar debt first you'll see your monthly outflow increase by six or or cash flow needs decrease by six hundred dollars so looking at balance the amount of minimum outflow and interest rates those are all things to take in consideration because what the ultimate goal of trying to get out of debt is is to get there fast as possible but again i must really reiterate you got to find something that keeps you motivated because if you don't stay motivated you're not going to see it all the way through and that's what it's all about so whether you want to pay off smallest largest highest interest rate or do some type of cash flow method to see what gets you out of debt as fast as possible. Do it that way. They'll all get you there. That's the main thing. Was another financial literacy month tip. Get serious about having a rainy day fund. Too many folks do not have a rainy day fund. Some people don't believe in rainy day funds at all. Some people get really, really extravagant with it. Like, I gotta have three hundred thousand in cash or I just don't feel safe. Some people say, I don't want to have anything in cash because I want to invest it and earn as much as I can. Probably the smart financial call is somewhere in the middle. Now, there is no true perfect method for determining the amount of emergency fund that you need. I will go back to what I've been saying for about 10 years on this radio show is that it's unique to you. If you are a small business owner, maybe you need a personal emergency fund and a business emergency fund. If you're a sole proprietor type business maybe you just need one personal that combines personal and business but i would think and going on just if you're an employee somewhere if you have a very high demand job versus a job that you may take you some a while to replace that's going to dictate the size of emergency fund so if i am a in a high demand profession and i lose my job and i can get hired again tomorrow or the next week Maybe my emergency fund doesn't need to be as high as someone that would take them six months a year to find the same type of employment. So gauge it that way. But again, don't overthink it. I think the minimum of emergency fund is somewhere around three three months of expenses. But there is no rhyme or, or, or reason. Now, I read a financial planning book. It's been some years now. Is that They were like, you know, quit worrying about having someone get six months of expenses in an emergency fund the majority of American citizens will never, ever achieve that. And if they're ex- you're expecting them to achieve that before they start investing, that could be hazardous to their financial planning health. I see the logic in that. I truly do. But we have to gauge it person by person. It's the same way I approach insurance planning. You know, if a young couple comes to me and they need, let's say, just you know, basic life insurance needs calculation, to do everything they say they want to do, if they were to die prematurely, is that they they need two million bucks of life insurance. But we have all these other financial planning things we have to accomplish. We need to have an emergency fund or get one established. We need to start saving for little Bobby's college. We need to pay off some debt. We gotta, you know, we gotta start saving for retirement. We need an estate plan, wills, powers. We got all these things we're trying to do. I don't think everything has to be perfect. We, just need, we need to cover the, all the bases, but everything doesn't need to be perfect. What I mean by that, we can't, you can't delay everything until you get that perfect emergency fund. You can't delay everything until you get that perfect amount of life insurance. You can't delay everything until you're saving that perfect amount for retirement. You've got a lot of financial needs. You've got a lot of financial planning needs. So work, working with a certified financial planner that kind of sees everything at a high level, and making sure nothing is completely missed. Maybe everything is not covered and addressed perfectly, but it's addressed nonetheless based on your unique situation. And we get something moving, we get something going in all areas of financial planning. Number three on the list of money moves or money tips, get to saving some money. Someone asked me the other day, how much do you save? How much should I save? Well, someone that's not saving anything now start saving something right what is the ideal and again this is where we get into you know we're trying to be perfect on our financial plan you're working with a young person and they're like hey tell me how much i need to retire when i'm 55 and i said well you've got to be saving five thousand dollars a month they're like screw that can't do it well that would be what the, what they truly were asking me is what is a a, a above average a very acceptable level of savings What i say hey just get to where if you can save 20 percent of everything that you earn that's a fantastic spot to be in and i may even go as far as hey if you just save 20 percent of everything that you earn and do this for 20 years you will be fine do i know that without a shadow of a doubt no i don't know that because i don't really know where their financial situation will be in that amount of time but saving A set percentage, sticking to it, staying disciplined is going to put you in a far better position than trying to micromanage the situation. And it kind of comes full circle now that I kind of pops in my head is you can't overcomplicate things. You can't overthink things. Just get something going, whether it be your emergency fund, your basic insurance planning, your retirement planning, your investing. Don't make it too complicated. And if you are making it too complicated, I would beg or submit to you that you probably don't have the right type of financial and financial planning expert on your team. Who should that be? What should they look like? Well, you want to make sure they're independent, fee-only, and are a certified financial planner. I'm Jason Quall, certified financial planner. Too many CFPs in one sentence, I think. This is Financial Coaching Radio. We will be back with you right after this. Keep you locked in right here on WGNS. Just a short little break for truth. About money and financial planning right after buying a house is stressful. And so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Get a second opinion get a second opinion get a second opinion i'm jason qualls commission-free certified financial planner i can't stress enough how important it is for you to get a second opinion on your investments in financial plan unfortunately since most financial advisors care more about selling you financial products than providing objective advice it can be hard for you to know who has your best interest in mind call me jason qualls a commission-free Certified Financial Planner for a free no-obligation investment review at 878-2134 or go to my website, jasonqualscfp.com. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio with you every Monday through Friday, 4 o'clock right here on WGNS. Online, anytime at financialcoachingradio.com. Joining in via phone is Marshall Sparkman, our mortgage lending expert. What has been going on in your business?
1: Man, it's been a crazy past couple of months. The market is still uh, doing strong as ever, starting a new company. It's all good.
0: So tell us a little bit about your new your new company, your new venture you got going on.
1: Well, so I opened my own mortgage brokerage, which means um, previously I worked for a bank. So the bank would originate the loans and then they would turn around and sell it to somebody else, whoever the highest bidder was, that was going to make the banks the most money. So what I'm doing now is basically I'm going directly to the lending sources that are loaning the money and I'm cutting out the middleman. So what that means to... My customer is basically I'm, I'm able to cut out the middleman, have lower rates, lower fees. I have access to a lot more loan programs. For example, if you go to a bank and he says, no, you got a 600 credit score. We're not going to do business with you. I've got your back, man. You can come to me, and I'll, give you a, I'll, I'll be able to hook you up with different lenders with different lending options.
0: So more flexibility, lower costs. That's what's going
1: on. In a nutshell, yes. And, what's and, in the-, and, and the technology piece is so much easier to do business with. When you don't have all the red tape of a bank. It's ridiculous.
0: And what's the, is there a website? Is there a phone number? How do people reach out to you to learn more about your, your
1: business? There is. Uh, the company is called Sparkman Lending. You can go to sparkmanlending.com or you can reach me by phone at 615-499-6516.
0: So same expertise. You're still, you're still been in the business for, how long have you been doing this?
1: Been oh. in the business for 15 years. Yep. Same expertise. I just, uh. Just started my own company, pretty much started my own mortgage company.
0: So you've seen the good times. You've seen some really, really terrible times. You've seen some crazy times, which we're in right now. So you have experience with a lot of different, a lot of different uh, people, backgrounds, products, uh, and environments.
1: It is, it is, and the market is—it's—it's it's so crazy right now with people uh, with the home buying process that um, I've got some really cool tools in my tool bag that I can help buyers get their offers accepted, which uh, which is pretty neat.
0: I'm looking at an article from Yahoo Finance. The average interest rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage loan has slipped down to 2.96%. And that's coming from Freddie Mac. So where are rates here locally?
1: That's where they're at. You know, usually you'll find that uh, as a broker, what what you're looking at is national average So that's what everybody is across the board, and as a broker, I'm quite a bit cheaper. So I always tell people look online and go, even call somebody, call Quicken and get a quote from them, and then what you'll see from me will be a lot stronger.
0: So, so what differences in cost that you mentioned as far as closing costs? So, and what is the difference between? I would assume everyone thinks that you know your bank guy, your your, your other mortgage lending institution—they're all mortgage brokers, but that's not really the, the the difference. What what is the main difference there between someone who has an employer employment relationship and what you do?
1: The biggest, well, I mean, from the from the from the customer standpoint, get a quote from me and get a quote from the banking—you'll see the difference. <laughs> that's the biggest thing. Uh, for me as a loan officer, it's so much easier to do business when I don't have all the red tape that I have to jump through. So it's, it's so much easier for me to get a loan through. The technology is better, it's faster, and it's easier.
0: And the products that you mentioned earlier, what, what will be one of the products that will be unique to someone like you that you may not, is it just more flexibility dealing with people that are have, have tighter financial restrictions or is there is it opening up to, to you know, different types of loans?
1: Yes, both. So previously, you know, if I had a, for example, if I had a, a um, commercial deal, I would have to refer that to back to the banker and, you know, good luck if you get a call back from the banker and I wouldn't get paid on it. So now, I've, if I get referred a commercial deal or a land deal or a new construction deal or somebody wants a HELOC, I can help them myself without having to refer them. Back to the bank for for uh, you know subpar service and crappy rates.
0: Well, the Heloc's a big thing because I probably refer what ten people over the years have have questions about a home equity line of credit, whether they're just wanting to get it open to have in case of an emergency, or they wanted to utilize it for something short term. And you've always had to say, hey, you got to got to call someone else.
1: Heloc's a great product that I can do now as a broker. Commercial loans are great products. I can now do uh, construction loans. I can do land loans. I can do you know. It, and and the, the other big thing is um I would say con- for me personally, construction loans is a big deal because i do, I do a lot of construction lending and being able to do lower credit score stuff because you know i uh, I do a lot of v a loans right, so I support the veteran community and and I'm super active in the veteran community and and most Veterans, when they get out of the military, their credit takes a hit, man. So, you know, they say that 80 something percent of the people that get out of the military are making 60 percent less income than they were making before they went in the military. So, everybody gets out of the military, their credit's all jacked up. And I see it time and time again. Well, now I can, I can. Look at the veteran and say, hey, man, I've got your back right now. I'm going to get you a loan, even though you have a lower credit score right now. But we're going to put you in this credit repair program. We're going to get your credit better, and then I'm going to help you refinance a year down the road. So you may have to take a higher rate now due to your credit score, but at least I can help you get into a home, and at least I've got options to be able to sing you through a credit repair program. So it's an initiative that I'm calling No Soldier Left Behind.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. I like the name and your website again is sparkmanlending.com
1: sparkmanlending.com if you're a veteran check out my va website va loans com.
0: va dot all right switching up a little bit here let's talk about the local real estate market since the last time you were on the show any developments any changes anything crazy happened uh, to your, your
1: man our real estate market right now is so crazy i got all right, so this is Manchester. This is just a great example. It's it's times ten here in Murfreesboro. But had a buyer in Manchester, three hundred. They were asking three forty for the house. My client was up against seventeen offers, and they ended up getting the house by going forty thousand over asking price. That's in Manchester, bro. It's real. So here in Murfreesboro, you know, if you're you just may as well go ahead and, and plan on uh, going above and beyond the asking price and don't ask for a bunch of dumb contingencies like a, pin, a home sale contingency, an appraisal contingency. There's all kinds of stuff out there that that is just the market is so heavy with buyers, and most of our buyers right now are coming from out of state, believe it or not. So they're just, you know, with these. I had somebody that uh, – the house here in Murfreesboro, I was looking at it to take it on as a flip, as an investment. For me, it was a 1900s, early 1900s farmhouse that hasn't been updated much since the 1900s. And I was looking at it, and I was thinking, man, for me to make any money, I need to be in this thing at about 225000 Well, they ended up putting it on the market. These people out of California gave them three fifty for it, 50000 <laughs> over asking price. And uh, no contingency, sight unseen, and they were thinking, the buyer said, hey, man, where, where else in the country can you buy a 1,900 farmhouse with five, on five acres for $350,000? And I said, yeah, that's a good point. So that's the mentality of the buyers that we have coming into our market right now. They're, they're coming out of California, and you know, $400,000, $500,000 to them is nothing for a nice house.
0: For a residential buyer and let's say a residential seller i hear these stories all the time you know it, it sold for so much over asking price how are how are the realtors getting the, the initial price so wrong
1: well they don't know the realtors are just looking at the comps so the, the the comps and the appraisers that's just data what happened in the past that does not take for market demand because because the because the how house, the houses around it are selling for four hundred thousand dollars, for example, does not mean that somebody's not willing to come in and offer you four fifty. So that's what's going on. People are willing to offer more, and they're doing that.
0: Sounds like you should just tack on about fifty, sixty thousand dollars to whatever you think it's going to sell for.
1: <laughs> it's all about supply and demand. Right now, we have low supply and we have high demand, so people are getting you know they're 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 getting top dollar and buyers are going into it just super emotionally they're like hey i want a house i don't care what it's going to take we're willing to pay more for it we don't care we just want the house
0: how are we not in some sort of real estate bubble a lot of news stories come out every day about the the lumber prices and houses being built today are being built with the current lumber prices what happens if lumber drops in a year from now if that ever were to happen how is that going to impact the value of homes
1: I don't see, first of all, I don't see lumber prices dropping because lumber, we're not able to, re, it's not really a renewable uh, renewable commodity. So right now we're getting most of our lumber is coming out of Europe, and Europe is having this blight where some bug is infecting all the trees and killing the trees before they get maturity enough to cut them. So we're about to see a real big, uh, the lumber crisis is not going to slow down anytime soon. And my personal opinion, and the answer is... Uh, hemp products once they get the hemp down where it's it's affordable they can manufacture it then you're going to start seeing fiber boards and two by fours and that kind of stuff that come out of other uh easily renewable resources but that's the answer and i don't and and once that comes about the cost of that's going to be high anyway it's going to be same price as a two by four is right now so i think we're going to continue to see the lumber prices increase i don't see them coming down anytime soon
0: that's just ridiculous was it over a hundred percent up from this time last year.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And is it all? Is it? How does this affect home building? How does this affect current prices? Is because if you're a builder, you have to you have to price that in, and it makes whatever you're, you're building more more.
1: Man, I've got a builder right now that's not signing contracts with people. He's telling them it's going to be current. It's going to be current market value. You know, like you go to a restaurant, like fish, Florida. Market says, price you're gonna buy the fish and it says whatever current <laughs> market value is. <laughs> That's what you're paying. That's kind of what builders have to do right now. A builder can't really it's it'd be really complicated for a builder to quote you a price and then be able to stick with it. <laughs> so you see a lot of builders renegotiating on what they originally offered you.
0: How does that work when you've already got I guess you have to have a written agreement and they may not be able to get out of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's not, It's not. you know, at the end of the day, the builder's not trying to screw you, and usually, you know, the client's not trying to screw the builder. The cost is what it is. It's not like he's inflating the cost to make money. Right.
0: Well, what last-minute mortgage tips before I let you go do you have for our listeners? Again, your website's sparkmanlending.com, and that VA site was what, what once again?
1: VALoansTN.com. VALoansTN.com. Yep.
0: So what last-minute mortgage tips do you have now that you've made this transition to your own firm uh, for people reaching out with mortgage questions wanting to get a second opinion from you?
1: Yes, you 100% need to get that second opinion. The second opinion is absolutely everything. Um, And not only the second opinion, I say uh, here's a really cool feature that I do. You can go into a property. If you're a conventional loan with 20% down, I can give you an appraisal waiver. So think about that. You're going in to make an offer on a house and you say, no contingencies, I don't even need an appraisal, we're ready to close on it, and I can close a loan with you know, 10 to 15 business days if you're a, as long as uh, everything's verified going into the deal. So if you're going into a house, you don't really have to ask that much over if you're already ready to close on it. So that's, uh, that's something that I can help you with. Give me a call, uh, 615-499-6516, or visit my website, sparkmanlending.com.
0: Marshall Sparkman, I appreciate it. Thanks for your time today. Thanks, Jason. All right, see you. All right, this is Financial Coaching Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. little bit of a segue into another topic. We'll talk about who are the top investment in financial firms according to customer surveys. That and more is on the way right here on Financial Coaching Radio. I'm Jason Wall, Certified Financial Planner, back with you. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch, CPAs, at 848-1072 tetheroe helen welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years so call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com listen up when is the last time you talked with an independent objective certified financial plan do yourself a favor and get a second opinion on your investments and financial plan call me jason qualls be only certified financial planner today at 878-2134 or go to Are you worried because a spouse or family member needs long-term nursing home care? Estate planning attorney, John Baker, can help. Protect your assets so you can leave something behind for your family. Call 896-5621. That's 896-5621. Or go to bakercouncil.com. Financial finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. No books to sell. Certainly not peddling any live event tickets or financial products. I'll leave that to the other shows. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Jason Qualls, CFP.com for all about me. Jason Qualls, CFP.com. Told you I'd get to this in the last segment. This is from Investment News. This is shocking to me, but we're going to find out why. Reading it together, clients most satisfied... At a mayor price, Ed Jones and Merrill Lynch. I'm not going to pick on them specifically, uh, call them out, but let's just say I've had, I have reviewed several. I would say at this time probably hundred statements by all three of these firms, many different occasions. And while it's not the firm's fault, um, there's some some sketchy stuff going on with all of these that. I wonder how many clients or what percentage of clients would be satisfied and who actually paid for this survey, and was it a legitimate survey to find this information out? How many of them would still be satisfied to know that they're paying more for their advice, five to ten times more for their investments? You'd think they'd still get that warm and fuzzy feeling, then? I doubt it. Merrill Prize Edward Jones Merrill Lynch are the financial services firms that ranked highest in customer satisfaction, according to a report Thursday. It reflects responses from 6,000 investors. Consumer research firm Hearts and Wallets. Yeah, this is just some, some whatever. But I tell you this: you want to, you want to get the warm and fuzzy about your financial planner, your financial firm. Sit down for a second opinion. No obligation. No cost. Second opinion from an independent fee-only certified financial planner. Let them review what your big financial firm and advisor is up to. And after reviewing, and they tell you, well, here's how the investment strategy, here's the the good and the bad of your investment strategy. Here's the good and bad of your investment cost. Here's the good and bad, or just the bad, of how much your advisor and financial products are costing you. And if it's still something you like, hey, this is great, I love paying, you know 30 40 percent of my returning cost to my financial guy or girl and you're still so satisfied I'm great or maybe they hold up maybe they're not doing any of those things but you'll never know unless you don't double check so I don't, really, don't put a whole lot of weight <laughs> into a lot of financial plan or any article whether it be political financial or, or just general news because they all have a job to do and their job is to get you to read click or buy or subscribe there's conflicts of interest All right, this is financial coaching radio keep it locked in we're back Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Take an advantage over your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to thwcpa.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Would you trust your doctor or surgeon if they had never been to medical school? Of course not! So why trust your financial future to a financial advisor with little training or education? Anyone can call themselves a financial planner or a financial advisor, but a certified financial planner has been extensively trained. My name is Jason Qualls and I am one of just a few certified financial planners in this area. So ask your current advisor about their education and training. Then call me, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner at 878-2134 or go to jasonquallscfp.com. Day and every day. Appreciate you listening. You can listen all the time. Anytime, anywhere, at Financial Coaching Radio com. Click Archives, you'll get a long list of all the past shows. You can click on the most current shows, you'll get Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff. There is plenty of ways you can listen. If you can't catch the show every weekday at four o'clock right here on WGNS. Uh Talked a little bit about this earlier, financial planners and what makes my financial planning practice unique. It's not really unique to me. I just decided many years ago, after being in the business for quite some time, that there just had to be a better way. There had to be a way to serve uh, your clients better, be objective, have no conflicts of interest, and also be able to have a sustainable, growing business. I think I figured that out. It's not perfect. But nothing ever is. But I encourage you strongly to make sure you understand who you're working with. Just don't blindly trust any advisor. You got to make sure they have the top credential of CFP. They are independent. They are commission free. If that doesn't meet all the qualifications of your guy or girl, get a second opinion. Jason Falls, CFP.com. All right, I'm out of here for today. I appreciate you tuning in. Keep it locked in right here on WGNS. There is more local talk coming up. Right.